Hello classmates, welcome to another installment of Film Class Field Trip COVID Edition. I am your host Tyler. I'm Joseph. And I'm Peter. And this week we are watching Bill and Ted Face the Music. We've spent our whole life trying to unite the world. And I'm tired, dude. Ted, we have a destiny to fulfill. Greetings, my excellent friends. We have a problem. Oh, dude, we better write that song now. Or why can't we just go to the future when we have written it? And take it from ourselves. Except, won't that be stealing? Cheers! <laughs> How is that stealing? If we're stealing it from ourselves, dude. So I'm really excited to uh, talk about this film. And also, I think you guys and our listeners might be surprised on how I felt about it due to mm. my uh, uh, rage against uh, remakes and unnecessary sequels. Your now I think, track record. Yeah, now I think you're going to like it. Oh, well, yeah, you yeah, never know. know. You never yeah. know. <laughs> what happens <laughs> so uh let's get some first impressions out of the way uh so uh joseph what was your uh th- not spoiling it obviously uh yes. but yes, what yes. A- after you watched this movie how did you feel uh after watching bill and ted face the music and a follow-up question have you ever watched any <laughs> bill and ted films previously to this film um well yes i have seen the other two films bill and ted's excellent adventure and bill and ted's bogus journey Mm -hmm. i can never remember which order they go in bogus journey second is it okay um and i always liked bogus journey i preferred bogus journey over excellent adventure which is the one which is the one about the history report um oh yeah that's right bogus journey is what (laughs) bogus journey was i think previously titled as bill and ted go to hell um, was it really? Yeah, Holy yeah, shit. yeah. It was. That's dark. <clears throat> it's a little and, too much for the audience. Yeah, a little aggressive. Uh, but the movie was <laughs> was, uh, I think, a little superior to Excellent Adventure. And um, mm. so upon, and I haven't seen those movies in a long time, but I remember how I felt about those movies mm. uh, when I watched them. So going into this one, I I was a little cautious, but hopeful. Uh, when I heard about the that they were making another one, I had a, a Joseph's rage. I was like, "Is this necessary?" <laughs> Joseph's this, rage. This is this is like a, a the Dumb and Dumber sequel that nobody wanted. The absolutely, oh no, with Jim Car- Jim Carrey no. and Jeff Daniels um, that I never saw. I probably won't mm-hmm. ever watch. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure you will. I'm pretty sure uh, uh, doctors said that if you watch the new Dumb and Dumber uh, sequel, you, you you will have a, a mini stroke. <laughs> like that, that's Robert. scientifically proven. Don't look it up. Um, <laughs> so going into it, I was yeah a little cautious, but by the time it ended, I felt that that was a a Bill and Ted movie if I ever seen one. <laughs> I think I I think uh I think this movie captured the feeling of the the original Bill and Ted movies very well and then obviously spruced it up with some modern day effects and technology um and mm. uh I guess storylines um and I thought the uh where kind of where are they now uh 
look at it was was really well done especially when the, with their uh with their uh families that they have mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. um so yeah i i i did enjoy it by the end of it um surprisingly i i mean <laughs> like I you said, are I you weren't going in thinking uh, much expecting much yeah i i laughed more than i thought i would <laughs> yeah so that that's my that's cool that, that was my initial takeaway what about you, Pete? What, what, what was your uh, thoughts or feelings after watching uh, Face the Music? Well, I, I, f- I feel very similar to Joseph. I think that initially, like, directly off of the, the viewing, like, right afterwards, I was like, I had this cool little, like, uh, nostalgia buzz. And um, the first movie came out in 89, second one in 91. I was born in 86. So I was, like, kind of maybe maybe a little bit too young for the first one, but by the time the second one came out, um, I mean, it was kind of around on TV and stuff uh, years after its release. And I, I saw it and I just, I loved the concept of them playing board games with uh, death in a bogus journey. And I liked the characters and it was, it fit my my youthful mind perfectly. So I had, had a really a really innocent memory of bill and ted and i was kind of the same with joseph when i heard it i'm like oh god that could be bad i saw long i saw a couple of long um long scenes of the jim carrey jeff daniels dumb and dumber remake or sequel the sequel and man that was hard to watch (laughs) dumb and dumber was uh as a guilty pleasure I don't even know if I call it a guilty pleasure. Pleasure. I think it's. I'm not. You don't feel a, any shame ob- about obje- that. Objectively, it's a really funny movie, and it's so it's stupid and funny, but I mean, well written in that in in its own right. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know if Bill and Ted was well written the first one or objectively like a great movie, but it was very innocent and wholesome, and mm. um, I was hoping that they would kind of do it good a good service and the. Bill and Ted Face the Music, the third installment, was uh, really was exactly that. It was good, a good homage to the original two, and uh, just like Joseph <laughs> said, I I did find myself laughing more than I expected. But to be fair, <clears throat> it was mainly uh, the stuff, the stuff uh, that really harkened back to the originals. That really was kind of like the same jokes as the originals. I didn't I didn't find as much. F- outright humor with i just found the nostalgia factor of it intriguing and fun and fun and engaging mm-hmm. it was the stuff that was new that made it uh fun like um without getting giving away spoilers there's a, a marriage counseling scene that was really well <laughs> really well written that was good that was good <laughs> and it was uh it was de- it was taking these characters that you know and taking them out of their elements that you didn't see in the first two and putting them in real world elements there was some sad parts too that it was like this, this this again no spoilers the scene where the two of them are in the garage together right before the uh first time traveling event happens mm-hmm. when they oh, find, yeah. when they are when they're coming to some realization together i was i got legitimately sad was for these two characters because you're like looking at yeah. old keanu and old alex winters and they're coming to grips with their new reality or the future of their life and stuff and i was like dude yeah dude most yeah. tragic <laughs> oh yes that, yeah that, it's, that scene it was, was um, right there <clears throat> and yeah not, it's, it's like the end of an era basically yeah and i'm not yeah. i'm not anywhere near the age of those those two guys you know but i'm i'm 34 
And I know if you're if you're 60 years old listening to this, you're like, you son of a bitch, you're not getting old. But I feel it, you know. And I think <laughs> it's okay. I th- me, 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 and Joseph are looking for uh, a, an elderly home to uh, put you in, so that we can <laughs> record the show in a comfortable environment. <laughs> yeah, so I can yeah put Pappy in the home. Um, no, I, but I, 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 I mean, I just took like, it really kind of unlocked that scene, unlocked something in me that was just like looking, you know, 30 years in the future. And I'm like, no, one day I'm going to have to give up this podcast. God damn it. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I have to sell even my old cars, if, move, move even on. If, even at your most demented, we're going to, we're going to haul you onto this show. It doesn't matter. I'm just playing. I'm just playing completely random drops. Huh? Oh come yeah. on! No shit. Are you serious? <laughs> hey guys, fuck yourself. This makes sense, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, I, I I I did enjoy it. I think uh, the next day afterwards, I, looking back at it, I didn't enjoy it as much as I as I did right in the moment. But it was fun, uh, mm-hmm. and I I think I think it's good. I think that uh, if you didn't watch Bill and Ted, I think you're gonna lose a lot of. Uh, yes that it's yeah it's not a you have not, to watch the other ones yeah the culmination at the very end we're on the they're on the freeway with the whole the whole damn families there um it, you're just kind of like uh that's not re- realistic but in bill and ted's world it's realistic sure if you're yeah if you're, it, i mean it's completely i mean the outlandish the yeah. entire story of bill and ted and mm-hmm. the phone booth time traveling um <laughs> It's like a doc. It's like Doctor Who. It's like a Americanized Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> yeah, with a couple and, of idiots. <laughs> yeah, with with these surfer surfer rock dudes, mm-hmm. um, the Wild Stallions. Um, which I I didn't find that there was too many references to the old movies. In mm-hmm. like, there's some, but I feel like they didn't they didn't lean on on that material too much. And strangely, I thought that was a detriment to the movie too. I, I, think, I don't know. Yeah, um, Tyler, what do you what do you think overall? So I chose this movie for a field trip installment because I I love the first two Bill and Ted movies um, because they just lay their cards on the table. They're not so much like. Like, oh, we need to establish this lore and establish, like, a time travel, uh, mm. you know, lore or anything. It's just, it is what it is, and you take it for what it is. It's kind of a stupid comedy that's done well. And for this Bill and Ted Face the Music, I was very, very cautious about it because, I, uh, as our listeners know and as you guys know, I hate those sequels that much like the ghostbusters sequel that came out in what was it 2016 mm-hmm. terrible terrible oh, you, stuff that, that oh the reboot the the all-female reboot yeah I, I, exactly why, it, tyler tyler important question why do you hate women how dare you <laughs> they are they are there is a sequel coming out like a legitimate sequel coming there out. there is yes Yes, and I am very excited for that one. Uh, kind of. I don't know. I, they, Get the broads out of here. 
<laughs> right? That's what, that's what Tyler wants. There's not Dan? what it is. I think an all Ghostbusters female team would work if it wasn't directed by uh, Paul Another Feig. woman? No, it was directed, it wasn't directed by, by a woman. It, oh, it was Paul Feig? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he's, he's terrible. <laughs> um, so I came to this movie and i was very cautious about it and i was like you know what i'm not i'm not gonna go into tyler's rage i'm just gonna watch it for what it is i'm fingers and hovering over the button as we speak it, yeah. uh. <laughs> and um surprisingly though i think that it actually for a modern uh i i wouldn't call it a soft reboot or anything like that it, it's, because it's it is sequel. truly a sequel but I think it was. I think they played too safe in this movie. Um, How I think so? they could have. I think they could have pushed it more with uh, Bill and Ted being, you know, uh, you know, being family men. I I, I agree with uh, Pete with the, the the marriage counseling and Joseph with the marriage counseling scene. That was that was dynamite. Like I wish that it <laughs> <Yeah>. was always. <laughs> They could, I, I on, wish, they could have leaned on that heavily, yeah. Yeah. I, I yes. Um I didn't hate this movie. I think um I have a metaphor for this movie. It's uh, oh. the likes of eating a one day old stale cookie. You can still taste the sweetness <laughs> of the cookie, but there's just something a little bit off, but you're still gonna <laughs> eat it because it tastes good. So right. I I, I wasn't I wasn't totally I can turned oddly, off about I, this movie. I can oddly uh, I know exactly what you mean. I, I <laughs> yeah. like it. It's a good good analogy. Yeah. Um, we're about. Let me stop you right there, Tyler. We're about thirteen minutes in. Do we want to move into spoilers? Because we're going in going into the plot for people who don't want spoilers and want to go into this thing clean. Do we want to give it a quick sure. rating? Oh, rating. Yeah, yeah, give it a grade. Oh yeah, we can give it a quick rating before we go into the plot and spoilers. So, yeah. uh, uh, Joseph, uh, what grade would you give uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music? Um, I think Bill and Ted Face the Music. I think it fits uh, perfectly. Well, maybe not perfectly, but it fits loosely within the realm of the other two movies. I I think it is a a a good sequel as far as like. I don't know. Later in life, sequels are made, or are are, are uh, yeah, I guess are made. Um, mm. kind of like, kind of like the Blade Runner sequel, which I think is the perfect sequel, um, perfect example of how a sequel should be made. If a sequel is made like twenty years later than the <laughs> than the yeah. first movie, um, I think this meets. This is like about the halfway point of that level of perfect sequel um it's not maybe as memorable as the original movies um but i think it i think it fits um so i'm gonna give this a, a b minus wow that's so mm. high mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah um i i disagree with joseph i think the perfect sequel that's done many years later is bambi 2 Bambi too from, from 1942 movie. to 2006 <laughs> largest gap in a sequel history 
Oh, the large. Oh, okay. So we're now that's out of the field. And it we're was, just measuring the largest gaps here. Oh, and it's the and, and it's the best too, by the way. Is it really? I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen. You it should before. have seen what they did with Thumper in Bambi too. Oh, he's got God, a he's got a heroin addiction. He's isn't a Thumper supposed to be dead at that point? No, no. <laughs> he's just he's just got um he's just uh, he just got laid. He's probably got kids now. <laughs> yeah, he has lots and lots thousands, of kids. Thousands of kids. <laughs> no, so uh, I I did I I enjoyed the movie. I think that if you have if you have experience with Bill and Ted uh, Bill and Ted uh, franchise, I think this is exactly what joseph said it's a b minus movie if you don't it's probably about a c a solid c i'd say yeah it, it there is a lot of context that requires that history but that in itself it is it's funny to see some of like the makeup that they put on keanu reeves and alex winters <laughs> in the various <laughs> timelines that was the bonus points for that um bonus points for a, a great shoegaze song at the beginning at the wedding Oh uh, yeah, that was that, that was solid. I was like, "Shit, let me get the soundtrack, man. That shit's coming." <laughs> so, That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> so, me, me being uh, having watched Bill and Ted in the past, I didn't. I mean, I I wasn't. It wasn't like a huge part of my childhood, but I did like it, and I think fondly of it when I recall it. Uh, me personally, being in that boat, I give it a B minus as well because I do have that context. But if you don't, or you don't didn't like the first two Bill and Ted's, it's probably passable. You could probably pass on it. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, what about you? Uh, so my grading is a solid C. Mm-hmm. It's it. I I can't go above a B because I think they didn't take the risks that could have been taken. Um, and I also think that the story is context based, which I think is a detriment to the uh, to the. Uh, availability to general audiences who are just mm-hmm. wanting to catch a flick uh so and plus uh keanu reeves acting it alex winter really oh. carried this movie on his back uh keanu wait so reeves, you're telling me keanu reeves is not a great actor uh no i'm not saying that i'm just saying How he's not a great actor you? <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't you don't you turn this around on um <laughs> uh i think keanu reeves what? has <laughs> <laughs> I think Keanu Reeves has lost his woe dude. Um, whoa, dude. After playing Neo and John Wick. Oh, but come I, on. I, it, it's, yeah, it's, it was weird to see him now after him yeah. having played, like, yeah, John Wick. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a solid C for me. I think if it was more... So a film that would introduce you to the quote-unquote universe to Bill and Ted, it probably would be bumped up to a B, but it was more so just a, a circle jerk for people who have already seen <laughs> Bill and Ted. Michael so Keaton. I... Yeah, it was, it was weird to have Michael Keaton, Keaton in that circle jerk. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Birdman! Oh, Birdman. Uh, I, I want to talk about that movie again. But anyways, um, so uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a solid C for me. So uh, listeners, if you haven't watched uh, Face the Music, uh, please pause it. And I uh, uh, demand you to uh, watch this movie. Watch to this en- C movie. 
to 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 watch uh to listen to this uh uh humble podcast episode about i face I, music. yeah i would recommend it yeah all that being said b minus bordering on a c or so i'd still say it's it's a good watch it's a fun watch it's just so, it's, it's not kino you know we're not talking yeah. it's not gone the wind you know <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, pause it right now. I'm going to go into the plot. So uh, Bill hey, and Ted Tyler, face... The, before yeah. you get into the plot, Tyler, I want to ask you one thing. Okay. I want I want to put you on the spot. You said... Oh, God. You said um, they didn't take enough risks. Now that, we can, now that we can talk fully about spoilers and plot, what would you, what would you add or what would you tr- change to make, take the risks that would elevate this to like a B? So I think that the daughters should have been the main characters because mm. the uh, Bill and Ted's daughters were definitely the most interesting and w- more well acted or well <laughs> they, they they shined through this movie cuz obviously it's about Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter but their daughters, I felt like, were the most interesting out of the whole movie, and I wish that, that it was it was more uh, centered around them trying to yeah. find the song to bring them together. Which I mean, they go to into the end where it's like, oh, it's actually you who are supposed yeah, yeah, yeah. to, you know, whatever. And so I think that if they focused more on the daughters it would have gotten a b for me but they just focused on bill and ted which they didn't seem to really add much to the plot other than them time traveling to try to find the song yeah they're just trying to find the song and i think that was a detriment to the movie yeah i think they could they could have dragged out that final song scene and it was almost like yeah, you just gotta like point at them, and they're gonna sing, play this song together. You know, there should have been at least some scenes of them like practicing, or like, hey, I know. Until we get our dads come back, maybe we can do some of our originals. You know, you guys yeah. play along, yeah. play along with us. Here's the chord progressions. You know, it's, teach the drummer chick from the caveman era to, uh, you know, to play a set so she's not completely blindsided when she gets on the four hundred five. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's yeah. having to save the, the universe. MP forty six. Yeah, yeah, MP forty six, and never held a drumstick before. She's still using like a club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I I thought so. That's the thing is like I thought that this movie could have been more so that Bill and Ted as being fathers, they're handing off the flame to their they daughters. They passed the torch. Yeah, th- th- I think that you know it doesn't work a lot in these kind of remakes, but I think in this context, it really would have worked because the daughters who played the, um, to Bill and Ted, they were fantastic. Uh, especially, uh, uh, Bill's daughter. Billy. Um, Billy. Yeah. Billy. Which one, which one's Bill? Is Bill the blonde one? No, it, uh, the, the black haired one. Oh, okay, because the Ted's daughter is Samara Weaving, who's from Ready or Not. Yeah, she yeah. does, and she's been in a couple other things recently too. Oh, she was in The Babysitter. I like that. That was a fun, uh, like kid slasher movie. Um, I think they were the best actors in this movie, really, because they encapsulated uh, what Bill and Ted were about back in the eighties. Like, you know, they did they a pretty, just... yeah. They did a pretty good job of of mimicking their of their performance from the eighties too, and yeah, in, and, they, and in, in a modern setting too. Like you mm-hmm. know, they they were just you know they had 
and actually another uh criticism that i have is the new technology that we have in the future wasn't utilized enough yeah they were uh, making video of Jimi hendrix playing music on the stage and stuff like that but i feel like if they had incorporated more modern technology into the mix rather than just like oh yeah they're using a, a drum pad oh yeah they have iphones and stuff like that i feel like if that was more incorporated it would have been but it kind of harks back to my own opinion though is i i wish the daughters were a focal point of this movie rather mm. than bill and ted yeah i i i can agree with that I was kind of hoping that we would see more of the daughters mm. uh, more frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was maybe a, a a small stretch where it was just the daughters, and yeah. like you kind of you like it kind of makes you start caring about them a little more than Bill and Ted's. Yeah, uh, because they're just like they have a simple task. They're just trying to go to different, just trying to go farther into the future to try to find the versions of themselves that have created the song mm-hmm. and whereas the daughters are like doing the the pre- the they're they're in their own plot from the uh first movie going to all these historical figures and rounding them up to create this all the best musicians of different time periods mm. um, and that's essentially what the original bill and ted movies were about except for yeah. it was just it was just historical figures that yeah. didn't it was kind of i it was nice to have historical figures with talent that you could showcase in a movie versus like, hey, it's Genghis Khan. What are we going to make him do? Oh, he knows karate, you know, <laughs> yeah. which He's is very Mongolian. racist. <laughs> so uh, before we get into this too much, uh, listeners, uh, so the, the the plot essentially is uh, they were told that they, uh, Bill and Ted would save the universe during a time-traveling adventure. And then, well, that was that was from the first two. They said that yeah. was why the the chosen ones or the highest ones or whatever held them in such high regard because they're like, oh, you're going to save the world. You're going to write a song that's going to unite the world, and yeah. th- it pays that's, off in th- this one. Exactly. That that's essentially what it is. And uh, for me, did this movie need, or did Bill and Ted need another movie to explain that? I think yes. But it kind of goes back <laughs> to they should have used the daughters more because that would have been a really yeah. good segue. Because honestly, Keanu Reeves was such a bummer. Like, <laughs> you he look just, like a sack of meat walking around. <laughs> he just you look he like just, he was in an Edgar suit. And so, I mean, I can't blame him too much because. Uh, apparently this music uh, t- this music uh, this uh, movie was 10 years in the making like it took, oh, wow. a, it took a really long time to get the financing for this movie to happen and do people really want this movie Come in on. 2020 yes <laughs> it was um, uh, Steven Soderbergh had produced it yeah I thought that was strange there was I mean there was a bunch of executive producers and mm-hmm. he was one of them, along with Alex Winter. Um, so I, I, I think this was maybe an Alex Winter venture, yeah. like to, like the kickoff. <laughs> you think so? Because well, he's he's a he's a producer for a lot of stuff. He does documentaries and uh, produces for a lot of movies. So he, I think he was probably the spearhead of this, for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, how, what else is he doing besides making documentaries about the dark web? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have an opinion about why why this why this movie landed on me and Dumb and Dumber Two didn't. Um, there's really not a whole lot of options out there right now. <laughs> Everyone's sitting at home, uh, just oh, looking yeah. looking for something to do, and you know, not a whole lot of like big name releases productions are coming to a halt and like movies are just kind of trickling out and spittling through and you're like oh, i guess i'll watch this netflix netflix original eh, i guess i'll watch this tv series that everyone's been talking about maybe i'll catch yeah. up on the wire you know and yeah. then you're and the then you're wire. like finally watch the sopranos <laughs> yeah <laughs> well we we've been me and brie binge watched entourage the entire series i oh my god are you serious yeah, yeah she she uh she watched the entire series. I watched every episode that uh, I was present for, oh, wh- whilst whilst interrupting her binging. Yeah. But uh, but I mean, do you think the t- Tiger King would have been as uh, widely embraced if it wasn't for the lockdown? You know, oh, it was it was interesting yeah. and stuff. But that was just everyone's just like sitting yeah. at home, and this thing comes on, and it's so weird. And it's like, yeah, maybe like ten or fifteen people you know might have seen it if it came out during the normal time but like literally everybody saw tiger tiger king it brings up a great discussion of so i was thinking while i was watching this if this if if the pandemic never happened and 19 never happened uh i think this movie would have bombed in the box office it it, i don't think i agree with that i don't probably do amazing at yeah in theater I think I, th- I think these movie studios realize like they're like oh my god we can capitalize on nostalgia because everyone's just sitting at home. But the, yeah. that wasn't the plan though. The plan was that it was gonna release in theaters and hopefully cover their costs. You know, I think. Yeah. But, now now they're just making trying to make their money through rentals. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which. Uh, I'm an idiot, and <laughs> when we when Joe when Tyler said, uh, "Hey, you guys want to do a, a, a film class film trip for Bill and Ted 3? I said, "Oh yeah, sure. Let's see if it's streaming. Where's it streaming?" And I looked it up on YouTube, and it was like uh, eight bucks. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, sweet! What a deal! That's not bad at all." And then I went to go actually watch uh, de- purchase it, and I that was Bill and Ted 2. It was eight bucks. Oh, oh no! So you had <laughs> Face- to pay the whole twenty. Face of the music was like twenty two dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? The? I didn't realize it until my YouTube receipt got emailed to me. Oh, and I, and I always forget. I'm like, oh, YouTube receipt? What the hell is that? And I open it up. I'm like, twenty two dollars. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Fascism. Like, yeah. Towers. Paid, well, it's, I mean, it's it's like two movie tickets. Yeah, exactly. Essentially, um, yeah. We I, we got. I mean, I got, I got my money's worth. I wasn't mad about it, but it sure. was it, it was surprising. But yeah, yeah. Like twenty two dollars a pop, man. They're probably rolling in the dough. Scrooge McDucks. <laughs> yeah. So, what did you guys think of Bill and Ted going into the future trying to find this song? I thought that was the most uninteresting aspect of this movie is following Bill and Ted's. Like I, so in the beginning, like I was interested because you know they were they were family men and like their uh, medieval wives were suggesting couples therapy which i thought was kind of strange too because i didn't know there was couples therapy in medieval times well they've Uh, been they've been they've been in the real world for like 30 years now yeah i just i just thought that the the medieval wives were just like oh this is the best we're gonna get which actually kind of brought up 
to my attention how fucked up it was that they <laughs> took these uh, uh, women Princesses. out of their timeline into the modern world without no <laughs> no coaching at all. It's just like, oh, yep, uh, you're gonna be our wives, and yeah. and I feel like you know they the took Ninten- advantage of. Do you know their, what a Nintendo uh, Power subs- Glove is? Because I got one. <laughs> isn't isn't that what happens in uh, Black Knight, the Martin the Martin Lawrence movie? Uh, I've never I've never seen it all the way through. I don't know. Not really. Black he, like, Knight. Go, he like he like goes back in time to medieval times somehow, and yeah. he's Martin Lawrence in medieval times. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all you need to know. <laughs> he's yeah. Martin Lawrence in medieval times. Is Martin he's Lawrence like, still alive? He's like yeah, he, yes. yeah, I think so. Yeah, he, they just did Bad Boys for Life. Oh, okay. I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's still breathing on this. Uh, on this green earth. Um, can can I can I say we have not mentioned once. They're a robot. Oh, oh yeah, what was great it? Dennis the, the McCoy or something. The, I'm yeah. Dennis Caleb McCoy. Yeah, <laughs> the oh. great robot who plays who's played by the actor who plays uh, NoHo Hank in Barry HBO's Barry. Oh, and, really? Yeah, he's. The scene when he zaps the entire group of kids and people and historical figures to hell, uh-huh. and he's sitting he's sitting in the garage, and he realizes what he's done, and he's like, "Oh, oh, oh no, oh no, oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny because he's a robot, and then he turns into like a weeping baby. I know like it's, like, it's weird. Yeah, they they bring him up like when they introduce him, he's so like. He's like the T one thousand or the T two thousand or whatever from Terminator yeah. Two. Yeah, yeah. He's so like intimidating, and and then when he when you see him and like he talk when he talks, it's uh, it's like so pathetic and he's <laughs> like he's just, he's I just think death li- says some. I think death says something along the lines of like you're a very insecure man or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like I liked his character. I thought. There, I, they could have gone a few different ways with it, yeah. Uh, but it was, I, I think, it worked well. It was different than I think a lot of characters I've seen. They didn't, they didn't take the easy road. I think with them, sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, back to your point, Tyler, about the uh, the Bill and Ted storyline about them going to the future, different different futures to see what which one of them has the song, so they can just yeah. get the song. Um, I think. I think it would have been more impactful if they did focus on the daughters more because if, uh, as we find out, the daughters are the ones yeah. who mm-hmm. make the song. Um, yeah, in the comp- end, yeah. Or they're, they're, they're the composers who compile the artists to make the song. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're the heroes at the end and they get yeah, barely so, any screen time. Yeah, I feel, I feel like it would have been a bigger payoff if we had been more emotionally attached to them sure and like been with them longer on this journey that's a good point didn't think about that um so yeah i can yeah i can agree that that focusing on bill and ted was a little too much um did this movie a disservice um Mm -hmm. for the payoff in the end although it was it was fun to see uh like axel rose slash wannabes uh them in the future Oh yeah, in in Dave Girl's house. That, that was, was great. Fu- that as, was funny. As, as Londoners, as people, <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, even though they were just pretending to be. I know. <laughs> but we summer, Ke- yeah, we summer in England. Yeah, Keanu's bad oh, English God. accent. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> what I, happened? Because he used to. He had such a great. I mean, terrible accent in uh, yeah, Dracula. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Oh my God. I'm here to uh, conduct a survey. I like, so it's not British. <laughs> I think so. It's those moments Vampire. that I think that keep the movie in line with not being so uh, like nostalgic ridden. Um, they they were definitely trying to make a sequel, but I think that they were playing it too safe. And yeah, I think I think it would have been cool. It would have been it would have been nice to have more of the girls. I think they probably were hedging their bets that people people who are going to go see Bill and Ted three are people who want to see Keanu Reeves and Alex Bill Winters. and Ted. Yeah, yeah, they want to see Bill and Ted. They they're like, oh look, they have kids and stuff. But if they spent the entire movie talking about the kids, like Tyler said, it's a risk. A lot of people can just go, man. Only Bill and Ted were only in it for like twenty minutes of yeah. the ninety minutes. Yeah, half of it was shoegaze. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I I think they uh, were too cautious. Yeah, with I, their with the writing. Which is understandable because Bill and Ted is always is already a shaky uh, IP to you know bring into the modern world uh, because it's so time specific. I mean, you watch Bill and Ted one, it's very eighty mm-hmm. centric, and then you watch Bill and Ted two, it's very ninety centric, and then to bring it well, into the modern age, it's kind of like oh, so like how do we how do we balance it? Let's just Play it very, very safe and only for people like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, yeah. I have a couple thoughts about that. Um, I, it made me, after talking about it now with you two, it made me think about like how are they going to do that with the Clueless remake? Are they going to talk Valley Girl? We mentioned that briefly on an earlier episode about three oh, episodes God. ago. They're they're making another Clueless. Yeah, we talked about it on the show. Well, you, I, yeah, you you I, brought up the news story. Well, yeah. I can't. Don't expect me to remember everything that I bring up. <laughs> That's all right. I'm the I'm, I'm the show historian. Drunk every I'm every time ta- I record. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it, and I, you know, the question oh, is that's really: right. yeah, Are they going to talk Valley Girl? or Are they going to talk like Gen Z TikTokers? You know, and I think uh, it's a ri- it's a risk to take that that um, original. Yeah, '90s Valley Girl aesthetic because, it, like you said, it's a time capsule. It's, it it's specific. It wouldn't fit. Yeah, unless unless it they're depa- doing that on purpose, like de- blast from like Brendan Fraser and blast from the past. <laughs> it, <laughs> oh it depends. <laughs> I knew I was gonna get with the Brendan Fraser talk. It uh, <laughs> it depends on who, what audience they're trying to appeal to. Yeah. Do they want yeah. the people who were around for Clueless, or do they mm-hmm. want to a engage a new audience, a new mm-hmm. generation of people? Um, yeah, I think the uh, people who make movies like this, like the Clueless reboot or the Bill and Ted sequel or anything else that is, like if they made another Mrs. Doubtfire or something, Ugh, you yeah, know, yeah, you know, please don't. They, they did a play. Or, 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 or you're giving the, um, them ideas, Joseph. Stop or the, it. Uh, the, the three men and a uh, baby. No. That's coming out. 
yeah. with Zac Efron. Ugh. So it's it's like well, that could be good. People will think that like that movie is people who born born after the year two thousand will <laughs> think that that's that's the a new movie. That's the first movie of this. Yeah, and then like and then like oh, it's actually a remake. You know, I it's. Know. And then it's like it's like when I find out that a Star Is Born has been remade by about four times, about like, <laughs> fifteen times. Like, <laughs> yeah, or Twenty One uh, Jump Street. People are like, "That's from a show." Yeah, it's a show. What? Yeah. Um. So it it these filmmakers or producers, these corporate uh, mm-hmm. executives, uh, have to know or have to figure out what audience. They want to appeal to, what audience, yeah, what audience they want, and how much money they can get out of it, and what the best way is. Yeah, and I think with Bill and Ted, the only audience they appealed to were people who have watched Bill and Ted. Yeah, yeah, and they did. They didn't lean too much on the on the like the new generation, the new era of Bill and Ted, like passing the torch to this new generation of Bill and Ted, uh, Billy and Thea. Or, yeah. I think if Theodora. I think if Jalen and yeah, Theodora. I think if Jalen and Jade, who are uh, related to Joseph uh, by marriage through marriage, yeah. they're young, uh, <laughs> under twenties. I think if they, I think if they watch this, they'd just be like, "Wow, Keanu Reeves looks like a way lamer version of like my dad." You know, <laughs> like, like why, why do I want to watch like like one of, someone my parents' age trying to be cool and young? Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So I, I think you, you again. The risk was, you know, there. You could t- put it on the kids, and you know, more kids are going to watch it. But at the same time, I, I don't know. It, it's a it's a crapshoot. I still enjoyed it. I still had a fun time. So sure, yeah, it, it yeah. was it was enjoyable. Will I watch it again? Probably not. I would probably watch the first Bill and Ted movie over again rather yeah, than yeah. this movie, which is a shame. Um, and I find myself. Uh, realizing that a lot of movies made that are supposed to be like you know like sequels or soft reboots of like 80s movies I feel like I watch them once and I'm like okay I got them which is a shame because like I want to watch like for instance uh I we t- already talked about this but the 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 soft reboot of Ghostbusters I would have loved to seen a new era of Ghostbusters because it doesn't matter who the actors are. It's more so just the charisma and writing that go on into these movies. And you have something like, you know, I mean, God forbid that they ever remake uh, uh, the Groundhog Day. Um, it did. It's called Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just want to it's called Edge of Tomorrow. It doesn't it doesn't <laughs> matter what the IP is though. It's like it's Yeah, a, it doesn't have to be attached to that. Like I just want to be able to put on a movie, you know, on a uh, Wednesday morning while I'm have a tummy yeah. ache and uh, <laughs> while I'm drinking my ginger ale and eating my saltines. Yeah, with a little bit of gin in that ginger ale too. Um, yeah. Ginger ale emphasis on the gin. <laughs> gin ale. So, so I think that's it's the inherent problem with making movies from the '80s to the modern time is that they're kind of those movies were a risk back then. 
Like you know, Bill and Ted One was like like uh, uh, 80s. Yeah, but I think I think that um, I think that Wayne's World did it better. That that like righteous oh, yeah. bro, righteous. That's dude, what I don't know? want. I don't want a Wayne's World three. No, <laughs> no. I was I, no. I was I was a little concerned when Wayne's World two came out, and it was great. But you know that the writing was great in it, and it was. I mean, you don't really care too much about the plot. It's all about the scenes and the situations they get themselves yeah. into and the lifestyle yeah. that they live. Also, I think that having two identical characters is a risk. Bill and Ted are essentially the same person. Yeah. Um, oh, in the yeah, first, yeah. in the first one, one of them's dads is a police officer, which comes back in this. Oh but yeah. Other than, Every, other, but other than that, I mean, what identifies one from the other? It's not. You know, uh, Wayne had Garth to play off of, you know, and um, yeah, yeah. But that's all. That's all I really. I just wanted to say that before we go. It's Wayne. Wayne's World did it better. Wayne's yeah. World did it better. <laughs> that, Wayne's World. That's true. <laughs> I, that, honestly, that's true, and uh, I think that's why we don't see a modern day version of Wayne's World. And if they, Wayne's World, that Monday afternoon movie. Oh, look at you, Joseph, coming up with these uh, movies for times of days. That's what How I said. How long have we been on this rock? Should we uh, close out this? Let's wrap this thing up. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much to talk to in description of this movie. It's more so just it's it's just a journey yeah, that you you watch leave. it. It's fun. Yeah, it, it. I so for me, I would recommend this movie um, if you are a fan of the Bill and Ted films because I think it does it somewhat justice. And there's a lot more to be desired, but it's not bad. It's just, it's not great. It's just like a stale one day old cookie. All right, listeners, if you have a movie that you want us to review on our next film class field trip, send us an email mcfcpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash mcfcpodcast. Follow us on Twitter at podcast mcfc. And uh, follow us on Instagram, if you please, that uh, middle class film class. Uh, send us your messages, uh, what have you. Uh, send us memes. Yeah, that, that would be great, too. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. See you. Have a good night or day. Hey, you know what? That, was a bit, that would have been a great segue.